Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Jacob as Schmidt with his far-fetched Quacko, Melissa as Cindy with her Vulpix Soul Eater, Grace as Elodie with her Milsery Cabbage, and CJ as Gimli with his Roggenrola Trevor. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. As our story begins, you can see a royal blue sky with not a cloud in sight. A warm, salty breeze gently buffets your face as you make out a vast ocean that is just as blue as the sunny summer sky, meeting the golden sandy beach to the east and cliffs to the south. The sounds of seagull Pokemon squawking and waves crashing harmonize with the busy murmurs of city folk preparing for a historic festival in the cultural capital of the Hoenn region. Welcome to Lily Cove City's 50th annual summer festival. Dozens upon dozens of wooden booths line the increasingly populous city streets. Chimecos rattle in the ocean winds, giving what would be an otherwise normal summer day an exciting hypnotic otherworldly ambiance. Merchants from all over the world have come to peddle their wares to the cosmopolitan enthusiasts atop these cobblestone walkways and plazas. From delectable baked goods to hand-sewn clothing and Pokemon accessories to rare regional geodes and jewelry, vacationers and investors from all over the world gather here in celebration of Lily Cove City's rich cultural history and to make or spend some money as well. Children gather around carnival games in hopes of winning giant plush Poke dolls, among other prizes. Excitement bubbles around the stands selling your common fair festival food, seen as it is nearly lunchtime. And other crowds are forming around two stages in the front of the contest spectacular hall, where a Pokemon band are performing music in harmony with the demonstration of awe-inspiring skills by world-renowned professional battlers. Some booths are fully open and ready for business, while others are still steadily setting up. You all have just entered town, be it by harbor or on foot. Where would you like to go? I'm definitely coming off the harbor based on where I am from. Sure. So got my bags all with me. Um, I think my invitation had me going to some hotel, correct? At the Lily Cove Harbor, um, a gentleman reaches out towards you and says, ticket, please. What does this gentleman see? My character is a a 4'11", bald, fully bearded man. His beard's up in a braid currently because that's how he keeps it neat and tidy. Um, he has his pair of Go goggles. He always looks like he's ready to be on the job, even when he's not. Uh, I have my, my overalls, just a plain white shirt to go right under them. Uh, nice, <laughs> thick, steel-toed boots, even though I'm on vacation. Uh, my full bag of what looks like almost hiker-style backpack, like we've seen like the hiker trainers that they look like they have that full style and again even though i'm clearly supposed to be here on vacation i look like i'm ready to like go dig a hole somewhere and he just kind of i guess feels uncomfortable sort of out of sorts because i don't look like i'm a vacation type of person yeah the the, the ticket master here at the harbor claimed your ticket he tears it he kind of looks you up and down and he thinks to himself like is is this man here to to work or is he here on vacation i don't understand with this outfit but <laughs> but come along um is i'm excited to relax <laughs> is does gimli have a friend with him gimli does gimli has a small rock and roller named trevor he's just uh he kind of just rolls like waddles along wherever he goes we you know <laughs> i usually try to what if he's lagging a by a little bit we'll pick him up and just take him with us like grip him by the hand like 
so, so I can always just grab him and take him with me if he's falling, lagging behind. But mm-hmm. Trevor's my little buddy. He, he's actually visibly very excited to be here rather than being like uncomfortable. Like he's definitely ready to relax. Is he uh, bobbling by your feet, or do you are you carrying uh, cur- him? In? Is currently, he leashed? Currently, he'll be bobbling by my feet. Okay. Excellent. So yeah, where where's Gimli trying to go right now? Because I was told to relax, and my wife wouldn't let me carry my bag everywhere I go. So I think Gimli wants to be on the way to where he's supposed to be staying. Yes, the Ome might be might have a representative there. So I'm probably going to go to the Ome to the to uh, the representative, like locate them to see if I can check in my stuff somewhere. Because my wife wouldn't let me go on with my bag, even though I insisted that I needed to keep it for reasons. Sure. All right. She would freak out at me for it. So you're going to walk around and look for an old coworker, perhaps someone who you yeah. might recognize. Absolutely. All right. Who who else came by ship? Uh, I believe I did. All right. I'm assuming you're also coming from Lily Cove Harbor, perhaps on the same ship that Gimli did. Possibly. But yeah, maybe not. As the ticket master says, a ticket, please, and claims your ticket. What is the character that he sees in front of him? Um, five foot eleven, very well groomed, uh, young adult male. Um, it's like he's a little cut. Like you can tell he works out, but he doesn't look particularly strong. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he's toned, but he's not really like, like he's not going to get in a fight anytime soon. Um, he is wearing a. Kind of a nicer, like, button-up shirt, but one of the, like, it's buttoned up, like, acceptable amount of, like, buttons undone at the top, and then it's one more past that to where you can see, like, a little too much of his chest. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then, um, just wearing that, just wearing some nice slacks with some, uh, with some nice moccasins. Moccasins? Yeah. I love that. Awesome. That's him. And he has his, uh, Farfetch'd following him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farfetch is very excited to see everybody. Quacko's just like walking up and talking to everyone they can. Great. Quacko like, is a... And then I'm just like, Farfetch, get over here. <laughs> we don't talk to strangers. He, he's Cantonian, right? Yes. Okay. Again, this, this ticket master is like, we've got a rowdy, in- interesting cosmopolitan group of people coming today, eyeing you up and down. Open shirt <laughs> makes sense, but moccasins on the beach, very strange. Tears your ticket. Let's you inside. It's comfortable on my feet, sir. Do you say this out loud? Because he I wasn't he wasn't this. speaking out loud. Well. Yes. <laughs> All right, excellent, excellent. Um, he's on the job, so he won't he might make any reaction, but he kind of eyes you, side eyes you as he says next. Uh, I also side eye him. <laughs> where does Schmidt and Quacko feel like going first on their vacation? Um probably check into the hotel first. Cool. You set on your way to the Cove Lily Motel. Um, as you do that, who else is arriving? Are they coming by ship? Are they coming by some other means? I'm probably coming in by, by ship here. Okay. Same story goes to you as you depart from your ship from the Kalos region. What yes. does the Ticketmaster see before him? Average height girl, early 20s. She's got freckles and like caramel brown hair just above her shoulders she's wearing like this like pink dress and she's got like a little brown apron and she looks very well put together probably smells pretty good like a bakery or something definitely looks like you know she she could be working at a bakery and then she probably has a little milsery probably chilling with her probably sipping a juice box or something 
what's uh what's this mill series name cabbage cabbage excellent cabbage sure <laughs> Ticketmaster sees elodie and cabbage and is like finally someone looks like they're ready to vacation uh <laughs> tears your ticket and lets you out into the salty warm ocean air where would you like to go Probably. Are there any like snacks around? Is there like a, like a little snack stand I could stop at? Yeah, there's all sorts of food booths. Um, it kind of depends on which one you're going for. There's there's ones with, like local specialties. There's ones from other regions that have come to show what they've got. Um, there's like some kids running a lemonade stand. There's all sorts of stuff. Definitely going for some local specialties. Local specialties. Sure. Yeah. You you set your eyes on a on a booth that is up towards where the department store is, despite the fact that it's currently closed in recognition of the festival that says Lily Cove Lily Cakes. And uh, as you're walking up there, we have one more friend that we need to check in with, who's probably the only one who came on foot. She's walking over from Route 121, and she is greeted by a different ticket master who says, Ticket, please. Who does she see? Uh, Short, almost looks like a kid, but swears she's 18. Red, reddish, orangish hair. Wearing a, a yellow shirt that says "That's Lit Bro" on it, <laughs> just kind of bumming around. I would think she would probably be checking in like with her grandparents as well and helping them set up with their stand. So she's like going mm-hmm. in with her grandparents and helping set up with the berries that they would be selling. Sure, yeah, you managed to rendezvous with your grandparents, helping them carry some stuff. Um, their names are Goji and Asai. And they have their farm a couple routes over. You took the ferry over from around Mount Pyre and you are joined by their carnivine friend named Poppy. And you are helping them carry their goods to get set up with their berry stand. Let's check back in with our friend Gimli. So Gimli is approaching a man who he recognizes from his work in the mines at Sinnoh. Um, Gimli, I'm going to give you this opportunity if you'd like. What What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Cletus. Cletus. Excellent. So, yeah, you see uh, Cletus, your buddy from um, OMA, or the Orboro mm-hmm. Mining Association. He's running a booth, actually. He's he's brought some wares from your old job. Oh, uh, nice. he's, he's selling some rocks, gems, and geodes, and he's got his mag cargo, Carl. And Carl's sitting there behind the booth. He's eating like what looks like just raw chunks of earth and dirt. And mm-hmm. he's swallowing them, and then through a hole in his shell, he's spitting out like pure gems and geodes. Um, Cletus sees you and says, Hey, Gimli, good to see you, my man. Oi, Cletus! Gimli! Good and to see you, friend! He, he, he embraces you. Uh, make a constitution save. Oh man, let's see if he squeezes me. All right, oof, it's seven. <laughs> seven? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you squeeze each other. Actually, a pretty similar amount. And like, I don't. Neither of you were really prepared to give such a good hug. But <laughs> so you're, you're both like a little older than you think you are, and you're a little winded. Ah. And like, it's so good to see you. We've been missing you over at the mines. How's your uh, your your journey going? Well, I'm still looking for me, boy. Um. What was his name? Jamblo? Jombly? Oh, we call him old Jimmy, but, you know, the full name Jimly. It's oh, a family Jim Lee, name. Of course, of course, of course. Well, I'm so glad that uh, Gemma convinced you to take some time off and, and come see us here in Lily Cove. <laughs> yeah, you know the wife. She always wants me to take some time off, but I'm a working man. Of course. So I'll try to relax for her, but, you know, can't take the work out of the minus. <laughs> 
oh absolutely not and then carl kind of like burps at you it's like that bunch of lava comes out oh good to see you there little boy carl or yeah so you're looking for a place to sit down your bags i think so yeah my wife would kill me if she found out i was carrying my bags around all right the me and a couple other lads are checked in at the the cove lily motel just to the south over there if you want to drop off your stuff well i guess i'll be heading over and greeting the lads then (laughs) all right we'll see you in a bit Aye, schmidt okay so Schmidt goes to, I'm assuming it's the same motel, Coast Lily. Sure, just just going to check in. Yeah, just checks in. Like, checks in, goes to the room, and immediately changes. Okay, great. Like, he's out of his street <laughs> moccasins, and he changes into um, what he calls his, uh, like, beach party boy outfit. Uh-huh. So it's just, like, like some nice flip-flops, like Gucci flip-flops, um, some cargo shorts, and then, like, a shirt. Like a like a flower pattern shirt, but it's like one more button is undone than the <laughs> last shirt he was wearing. After you get that all taken care of, um, is there any particular destination at this little festival that you think Schmidt and Quacker would like to go see? Uh, Schmidt wants to go to the beach to look at the ladies. Oh, great. Yeah, so you saunter on down to the beach, and as you're walking over there, we'll... We'll check in with you later. You're noticing uh, the the booth that is closest over to the beach. There's seems to be some sort of game. There's a bunch of kids and they're like throwing all these discs at, at these painters and they're they're shouting and screaming and having a great time. And you're heading off to, to the sunny sands. Elodie approaches. Uh, she follows her nose and uh, Cabbage the Millstory does quite the same, just kind of letting it go where, where it's taking them. And there's there's this booth. It's very elaborate. It's got this nice kind of white oak wooden color to the wood. And then there's a couple in there and there's a man who's saying, Lily Cove, Lily Cakes, come get your Lily Cakes. You won't want to you don't want to miss it. Come try it. It's delicious. You're going to have the time of your life. I'm definitely going to approach and ask for a Lily Cake. Great. This man says, hello, little lady. That'll be ten bucks. Um, yeah, okay. I'll I'll spend ten pokey dollars on that. Sure. All right, sure. You make the exchange. He says, another happy customer before you've even tried it. So do you get one for, for cabbage as well? Or are you gonna share it? We'll share it. We'll share okay. it for sure. Okay, great. Yeah, you, you take a little nibble and it tastes like lime. It is very good, but you have a hunch that they're kind of just jacking up prices because it's like a festival and they can get away with it. Do you have your sights set on anything else? Anything you can imagine. Um, after that, um, probably go check in in the hotel, too. Okay. To Cindy and the her, her berry peddling grandparents and Poppy the Carnivine. So they're setting up and Goji, your grandfather, says, Oh, Cindy, it's, it's so good to see you. I hope you've been learning a lot while you're away. Uh, she lies and says, yeah, me and Soli are doing so good, winning so many battles. It's it's just been great. Oh, that's so good, Cindy. We're so proud of you. Your grandmother, Asai, says, have you collected any badges? Uh, I, I don't think we're quite strong enough for gyms yet, but like other trainers, we've been doing so good. Mind you, Soli is level one and has not won a single battle. So. I, I feel like Soli's <laughs> playing along with the gig and just like lets out a puff of smoke and goes, Meh, like, yes, we're the strongest. Yeah, we're so strong. 
Excellent. Um, Asai pulls out like a big like container, a big glass, like it almost looks like a blender, but there's no blender base. It's just a big, big cup, essentially. And she starts shoveling a bunch of berries into Carnivine's mouth (laughs) and Carnivine starts chewing them up and then very delicately and almost mystically just pours them out of the side of its mouth. And boom, there's like a giant serving of smoothies inside of this glass. Um, Goji gets on a little stepladder and puts a sign up and he says, fresh berry juice smoothies from the Hoenn Berry Masters. This looks like the setup's going really well. Goji turns over to Cindy and says, you know, you don't have to wait here with us. You're welcome to go explore and play some games or whatever kids these days like to do. So I politely ask my grandparents for some fun money <laughs> for the day because I am poor. <laughs> of course, of course. Hold on. Let me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Goji gives you $300. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, go have fun, Cindy. We're so glad you're here. He just didn't even look. He just like reached into his wallet and just grabbed a bunch of bills. Like he didn't care how much he gave you. He loves you. Um, is there... So I take it and just kind of look around, see what's around sure a booth that's close to you that's selling like what seems to be funnel cakes there's a game that's your classic throw the ping pong balls into the the fish bowls but there's no fish in the bowls they have like little fake fish but there are definitely prizes there there's like a arm wrestling booth where like there's just a, a carny who's like really swole on one arm and he's like come arm wrestle me win tokens um those are those are the ones that are immediately close but if you have something in mind you could probably wander around and go find it I feel like she would probably have been to the festival a few times, so she mm-hmm. might end up like wandering like the outskirts, like around everything to see if anything's new from the previous year, or like towards the beach ish, just to kind of be like out of like the busy, busy area. Yeah, we'll we'll send her on her on her way over to Gimli, who's now entering the hotel, and you're you're looking for your friends, your your old work yep. buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are greeted by between like five and eight burly husky gentlemen who look very similar to you do they all have beards they all for some reason <laughs> took their pickaxes here and they say Gimli! like like in a big chorus and they're so excited to see you they just they just dogpile you they are so oh, happy oh, look at the men. <laughs> and they say how long has it been Gimli? we haven't seen you oh, in ages years and years i've been down in the mines for so long couldn't tell you and then they they look at you smiling and then their smile kind of turns into like a sideways half smile and they're like we're sure that Jim Lee's just fine. We we know it. You, uh, you'll find him soon. Oh, I'm sure. I raised a resilient lad. I know he's around here. So so they are all, you know, you're all having a, a time together. And they say, would you like to get a drink here at the oh, here you, at the motel? Oh, you know, I would. All right. Great. Let's go for a drink with the lads. There's there's like a little tavern bar inside the motel. And the, the lot of you pile up and, you know, just like six or seven big burly miners sitting on the bar. You crowd up the whole thing. There's people there that were like there, there was a couple that was like hanging out, but they get pushed aside by these giant men who are like, nope, these are our seats now. And mm-hmm. um, the barman is like, welcome, welcome. Uh, what can I get for you all? What do you order? Well, what's the drink of choice of this town? He kind of eyes every everyone who sat at the bar up and down, and he's like, well, we got all sorts of fun little fruity things that we do for the summer, but I feel like you all are interested in some ale? And he right, raises an eyebrow in question. Absolutely, slams fist. <laughs> okay, yeah, he, he just Bring pours... Bring me your finest ale! Yeah, he, he, he pours a bunch of ales for everyone. 
Um, we'll we'll make you make a, another constitution check. This one's pretty easy. Uh, seven. Hard to not get drunk. Not get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. You you enjoy your air with your buddies. You're catching up. They're talking about their times in the mines. One of the guys that you remember from last time lost his arm, and he's telling you about how it got caught under a rock and uh, how mm. he didn't even feel anything, but he was there. His buddy was like, "Dude, you were there for like twelve days." He's like, "Oh no, it, it wasn't a problem at all. I shrugged it <laughs> off. It wasn't a big deal." Yeah. Um, and you're having a, a rousing good time with the lads. Schmidt, you're down on the beach. Um, there's a couple of guys that are laying down in the sand. Uh, they, they got a couple crab-looking Pokemon that are like also on their backs, and they're wearing sunglasses. All, all four of them are wearing sunglasses, the two lads, the two crabs. They're just, they're just roasting the sun. They are, one might say, red as lobsters, crabs included. And they're like, hey, man, <laughs> where are you from? The crabs are on the people's backs, or no, the they're, 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 like, backs? like there's two towels, right? And then there's two guys. They lie on their backs towards the sun, and they're all sunburned. They're wearing sunglasses, and then like to the right of them are just two crab Pokemon that are wearing sunglasses, oh, okay. and their bellies are up, and they're also just roasting. The crabs the were laying on them; it would interrupt their tan lines. No, no, no. They're all it's they're all lined up <laughs> like sardines. It's good priorities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, just flew into town. What, what's a what does Schmidt want to do? He's probably looking for food first. Okay. It's like, yeah, anything good? Like grill around here? He's like, yeah, there, there's a kebab grill booth that's over there down by the museum. I'd recommend you check it out. It's pretty good. They got some Ooh. tiny mushrooms. Put them on a stick. Grill them up. Delicious. That sounds good. I look at Quacko to make sure. Because he's mostly just getting food for Quacko. Like, sure. that's his concern. And he's like, Quacko, do you want to get some kebabs? And Quacko, I don't know. Yeah, Quacko quacks enthusiastically. Like, it's time to eat. Cool. We will head down and get some kebabs. Where were you headed? You were just going into the checking the stuff out? Yeah, in the hotel. Oh, yes, yes. You went to check into the hotel. And um, the the host there asks, uh, what's your name? Elodie. All right, let me check your reservation. And he types away at a keyboard. Da, 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 da. And he says, oh, yes, uh, yes, room for one. You are on the second floor. Here's your key card. Hands you a key card. And um, says, I, we hope you enjoy your time here. Merci. L- let me know if you have any questions. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so- I'm just going to go put my stuff in my room. Okay, cool. Are, are you pulling a Schmidt and have a fancy outfit change? You're already pretty dressed for the vacation, I feel like. Yeah, I'm probably okay. not going <laughs> to okay. change much. Just just getting settled in. That's good. That's good. Um, cool. So we got some friends in the Cove Lily Motel. Uh, Cindy is out exploring. Did you decide where you'd like to go? Not really. <laughs> okay. She's just vibing, you... wandering around, looking how she can spend her money as effectively as possible. Because, again, she's pretty broke. I mean, now she has money, but she still doesn't want to like blow it. Because that'll probably carry her through the next year until the next... <laughs> the time her grandparents give her money <laughs> sure the most crowded booth that you can tell right now it's got a bunch of people your age older younger all sorts of people gathered around and they say come one come all throw your ball into the cup and you can win a fabulous prize today a special golden magic carp and he holds a big golden fish up in the air goes carp it's just kind of like hates being not in the water and he says sink two in a row and you can win this magic carp and that is where your attention is drawn to. Do you want to give it a shot? Absolutely. Cool. Um, there happened. Someone just got discouraged and gave up because they they just completely failed. Couldn't land a single ping pong ball. And he says, step right up, Missy. Would you like to give it a try? Yeah, let's do it. You can buy as many balls as you'd like. They are going to be ten dollars each. 
Oof. Well, I'll start with two because I have to get two in a row. Okay. You need to roll me two dexterity checks. Oh, me, my dexterity. Yes. Okay, that's not awful. You could have Soli try one if you want. Soli's is worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. I got a six. For one, and that was the other one? Or are you just rolling one uh, right now? That was one. Okay. And then the other one is a 16. All right. Your first one goes totally wide, and, and the vendor kind of looks at you and is like, do you, can you throw? Like, do you know what you're doing? And that kind of... <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that's that sits well with Cindy, and so um, Cindy throws another one, and, and it bonks around on on the little the little fish bowls, but it doesn't seem to sink. He says, "Nice try. Would you like to buy some more?" I guess I'll do two more. All right, you buy that's two more. Forty. Yeah, you, you can. I you like can... how she was like. I need to be careful with my money. Ooh, gambling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, it's shiny Magikarp. <laughs> yeah, if you want to roll those real quick, you're welcome to. Oh, that one. That one. <laughs> yeah, you, you threw it and it bounced off the side of the booth and it just like yeeted it's itself. Gone. It's just it's out of there. And then I got a 10. And then so you got a 10. So it. it just bounced around and he's like, you know, you're going to have to go find that lost ball or else you're going to owe me an extra five bucks. I sent Soli to go get it and give up. <laughs> OK, great. Our unlikely friends seem to be gathering closer and closer together. Very interesting. Very peculiar. Um. Gimli, roll me a d6. You got a four? Okay. Roll me four d20, and they're all individual constitution checks. I got a 14. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I got a... I forgot my modifier. I got an 18, a 22, a 6, and a 13. Okay, great. Yeah, you've had a total of five beers with the lads, and you're starting to feel a little tipsy. Uh, certain mm. checks that you decide to make might incur disadvantage, but you're having a great time. You're chatting it up. You're slapping backs, slapping backs. You're just you're you're having a good time with the boys. It seems to you as you look out the window that it's really starting to pack up. There's there's a battle that's finishing up and in front of the contest hall and the, the live band is playing and they're taking a break and people are getting really excited. It seems like coming up soon, there's going to be um, a, a really big battle between some some pretty esteemed battlers. We're going to move a little bit faster now. Schmidt, you came in to get some grub, right? Yep. All right. He says, Hoenn style kebabs. Come get your Hoenn style kebabs. There's a Paris there who's like cutting up a bunch of vegetables. And he says, they're only eight pokey dollars each. Cool. I'll get two. One for me, one for Quacko. With lightning speed, the Paris. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give them both to Quacko. <laughs> you give them both to Quacko? Awesome. Yeah. Schmidt uh, needs to watch his figure. With lightning speed, the Paris switches from prep and then just like smacks some kebabs onto the grill and like forces them down with its pincers. And it's like, it's like squealing because it's kind of hot, but this is its job. It's really good at it. Um, And then like only 20 seconds later, you have like perfectly grilled kebabs uh, and you you hand over 16 pokey dollars to the to the people running the booth. And they say, please enjoy, sir. Um, And you're giving them both to Quacko. Yes. All right. Are you going to take his leak or is he just going to hold all three of them? He'll probably hold all three of them. Okay, great. Imagine he has like a like a tuft of feathers where like he keeps his leak like behind him. Okay, cool. You know, like in like around his tail or whatever. And then so he'll like tuck his leak back there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he'll just have both kebabs. They fit very naturally in like his leak hand. We'll check in with Elodie. Elodie, what are you doing? I'll probably just go and like go walk around the booths and see if there's any like interesting like ingredients or anything to look at. Yeah, you walk by, and the one that catches your eye, um, they have a Unovan flag on their booth selling mixed spices from the outskirts of Castellia City and the Desert Resort. 
that smells really good, really rich, lots of spicy, savory. Catches your eye. Do you go check it out? Yeah, I'll check it out. And they say they say mm-hmm. hello, Yon One. We we come here from the the Unova region. Would you like to try some of our delicacies? Are you, are you giving out samples? Yes, in fact, we are. And they hand you like what looks like a little pita bread, and it has a paste that's smeared on it. Um, it's it's Ooh. like a it's like a brown paste, and it's almost sizzling in the summer heat. It looks very good. I will give some of it to Cabbage, and also eat some of it myself. Okay, roll Cabbage a Constitution check. Oh goodness! So nine. This paste is delicious. It is very spicy. Cabbage is more or less made of milk, and this milk <laughs> um, is good at satiating spices, but isn't great at handling spices when they are ingested. Um, have cabbage roll a d4. Oh no, cabbage! Oh, cabbage! Cabbage no. is taking damage. <laughs> I got a two. Okay, so cabbage takes one damage. Okay, um, okay. from the spice and looks at you like how could you do this to me <laughs> i'm so sorry cabbage. we make sweets and so so cabbage kind of turns around and like side eyes you like how, how dare you you try it and it's delicious it's great you, you can handle it just okay. fine but but for a creature made of milk um it's, it's a little intense <laughs> yeah um, you know i probably should have thought about that yeah. uh, the sales people are so like they say so what do you think and they like try not to look at cabbage <laughs> oh it, it's it's uh, pretty good thank you would you like to i'm just gonna like walk away quickly okay as you're walking away they're like would you like to buy a bag of, of curry powder and you you just aren't even paying attention yeah no i'm, I'm out of there <laughs> okay we're gonna check in again with cindy are you still trying the the game nah nah you gave up on the game <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> okay sorry did, did you return the ball uh do i need to roll for solely to find it yeah, you do. Okay, what do I need to roll? Just a d20? You know what you're looking for, so we're going to say it's investigation. 17. With Great. no anything, so. Yeah, you, you find the ping pong ball. Um, do you, are you going to have Soli hand it back to the vendor, or are you going to take it from Soli's mouth? Soli can take it. <laughs> she's, have, a, she's a big bull <laughs> pick. She can handle it. Have Soli make a dexterity check. 13. Okay. Soli launches it up and it ricochets off the wall and it manages to sink into one of the bowls as as Soli returns the ball. The vendor says, oh, there's one. There's one. Are you going to keep trying? And he noticed that you're trying to leave. Well, we didn't pay for that one, so. <laughs> OK, he's like, oh, well, yeah, you're right. I should have given you that opportunity. OK, next. And then he uh, he ushers the, the next person and you could get back in line or you could try and go somewhere else. Uh, I should probably start wandering around again, just seeing what else is there, seeing what people have to sell. Okay. We have Drunk Gimli in the tavern. Not drunk, a little tipsy. He's hanging out with his friends. He, he's he's a few beers deep, for sure. We have yeah. Schmidt and Quacko enjoying some kebabs. They're strolling around, having a great time. Elodie had some curry. Cabbage is a little disgruntled by how spicy the curry was. And then Cindy, not quite having succeeded in winning the shiny Magikarp prize, is still cruising around the booths. All of you seem to have gathered towards the center of the town right now. You're like in this crux that's between the contest hall, um, some sort of fan club, the motel and the Pokemon Center. And all of you hear a very upsetting scream of a young man who says, Pablo, no. (laughs) What do you all do? We are not taking turns anymore. You are all acting together. Boy, what was that? I think we're going to go investigate, find out what's going on over there. 
All right, you're going to head towards it? Absolutely. Okay. I feel like Cindy heads towards it, but, like, not like I'm running to go help, more to, like, see what's going on from a safe distance. Okay, but but Soli's eagerly galloping up. I don't know why Soli gallops, but <laughs> Soli is 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 on their Soli's strats. like, screw you, I'm going anyway, because she's sassy and doesn't care what Cindy has Yeah, because Cindy's, Cindy's a bad trainer. <laughs> Great. It probably just follows. I'm assuming it's like a crowd that's like gathering around it, so he probably just follows the crowd over there. Okay, sure, sure. Like, yeah, necessarily. Are, are you compelled to see what the hubbub is about? Yeah, I'll probably just like check in with like Cavan and be like, "Yo, like, did you did you hear that?" And then like we'll probably go check it out. Okay. So as you all kind of gather around this this commotion, you see uh, a young man, probably in his late teens, early twenties. He has uh, all these objects in boxes that seem to be general like convenience goods for trainers. He has got like all these lights that he has equipped to the front of his booth, but they aren't turning on. And he just says again, "Pablo, where'd you go? I need you." He's he's like very upset. He's rummaging through his boxes. He's like doing the thing where he d- pokes his head around and he he puts his his hand like a salute over his eyes to to block out the sun a little bit. And he's he's trying to find something or someone. Yeah. Oi, friend, are you looking for someone? Yes, my my precious Pablo. He's gone missing. I literally cannot start the shop without him. I, I need you to find him for me. He's about this big and he holds up his hands to be like about a foot and and he's yellow and he has really cute little black ears and a tiny black tail and adorable pink cheeks. Please, please find him. Oi, it's a Pokemon then. Yes, he's he's my cherished Pichu. Okay. Understandable. If if, if you find I'll try him, to find him. And anyone who finds him, I'll 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 reward you handsomely, I promise. Mitzies Can Cindy roll investigation Emily? for oh. uh <laughs> sorry. I was going to say, say Schmidt sees Gimli and says, ooh, homeless man, and then walks the other way. <laughs> oh, no. Because um, Cindy probably would have heard, like, a reward for finding this Pokemon. So Cindy's like, I can look for a Pichu. <laughs> sure. Okay. So so, so you agree to, to this? Yeah, to at least look around. Like, inve- like I guess, would that be investigation or would that be, like, perception or something? Sure. That would be, we're going to say perception. We're going to say perception. I got a 15. Okay. For perception. Yeah, you see a very peculiar set of footprints that lead towards the direction you came from, Route 121, and it seems like currently stalking this path is um, a man in a Hawaiian shirt and a duck holding kebabs, and they look very (laughs) sketchy. (laughs) I guess I would ask them, like, hey, have you seen a a Pichu named... Was it Pablo? Pablo, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's disgusted by her fashion. First off, the T-shirt that says um, "Yeah," and just like the whole combo mm-hmm. with the, the um, jean shorts. So he probably like. <laughs> he probably like doesn't really scoff, but like makes a face like a, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, the guy at the booth was looking for a Pichu. I haven't seen anything. Come on, Quacko, let's go." <laughs> Elodie, do, what do you think of this commotion? Yeah, um, I'm gonna like ask the guy. Like, is is there anything I can help you with while um you don't have your Pichu? Oh, that that's so nice of you, sweetie. But honestly, I just I really need Pablo. I can't do this without Pablo. And he starts to cry a little bit. He's oh Pablo, please oh, come no. back. He oh, said I, I would oh, look no. for him myself, but but I can't leave my booth. All my goods are here, so I really need your help, please. Oh, okay, I'll I'll help. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll help look around. You gonna give a roll? 
Yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Um... <laughs> Question for the DM. Yeah. Does Schmidt hear him cry? Yeah. Okay. Schmidt starts <laughs> to feel a little bad. <laughs> it's very Schmidt. This is an investigation, right? Uh, it's perception because we we're looking for oh, clues, perception. but we don't really know what yet. I got a dirty 20. Yeah, dirty 20. Great. Yeah. So you notice that there are, in fact, some strange footprints that actually don't belong to Schmidt and Quacko, who you haven't formally met yet. However, you also notice something a little more problematic. Uh, your cherished favorite whisk is no longer with you. Um, no! In fact, if all of you take a moment now, realizing, wait, this Pichu's kind of missing. That's, that's an interesting thing. Um, Cindy, you look in your pocket. Your berry pouch from your parents, nowhere to be seen. Quacko, happily munching on his kebabs, seems to realize his leak is gone. Oh, um, hell no. And Gimli <laughs> reaches over his his back in like a fighting pose to, to wield his pickaxe, and his pickaxe is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got drunk at a bar. That makes sense. No? Oh, we got hustled. The concerning footprints that was found by Cindy lead outwards towards Route 121. They are two small person-looking footprints and then a number that you can't really count of just, like, tiptoe footprints, perhaps. Definitely from a mm. Pokemon, but you have no idea what kind of Pokemon. Mm. Well, Cindy full yeets and follows the footprints. All right. Yeah. Do the same. We charge into battle. <laughs> Great. I want to find my pickaxe. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to follow. Seems clear pickaxe. it's that way. I'm going to go find my pickaxe. And maybe this Pichu, too. Schmidt, you're the last one. What do you think? Yeah. Did I see the footprints, or am I still just, like, like just noticing the leak is gone? You absentmindedly, like, like, turned that way when you were, like, ew, a homeless person. You were, like, walking that direction. But you noticed uh-huh. when Cindy approached that there are, in fact, peculiar footprints that are leading out the way, and then Quacko's leak is gone, so... Okay. I look at Quacko, and I'm like, how could you lose your leak? And he kind of shrugs and quacks and looks at you. He's like, I, I got these kebabs. I mean, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> hey, okay, okay, that's my fault. That's on me. And then so I take the kebabs off him, like uh-huh. one in each hand. And I'm like, fly off and go, like, see if you can get ahead of me. And then I run off towards there and I send Quacko ahead of me. Quacko flies up ahead, flies in front of um, these so far unmet travelers that are all on the same mission, uh, enters Route 121, kind of scans around the area, notices up in the air there's a bunch of hopip that are floating on the breeze. They're smiling and just kind of cheering to themselves. They're like, meeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
tan shorts. He has a red backwards baseball cap and he looks at Schmidt straight in the eyes and he says, you locked eyes with me. That means we have to battle. <laughs> um, I push the kid and I keep running. <laughs> Give me a strength check. And that's a one. So yeah. <laughs> you, you go to push this kid and he is like a wall. He is not moving. <laughs> He's like, I'm not messing with you, mister. You locked eyes with me, so we have to battle. I, I, I guess diplomacy. I try to reason with him. I'm like, look, kid, we got some stuff stolen from us. I'll, 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 I'll double back and battle you on my way back. Okay. I got to chase down these people right now. That'll be a persuasion. Okay. 13. 13. Um, it's not quite enough. This kid, this is like his truth. This is all he knows. That if, <laughs> if, if you lock eyes with someone, there's it's it's happening. It's going down. And he says, I love the youngster. He says, no more messing around. I choose you, Tim. And he throws his his netball. And there's just this little f- fuzzy purple bug. And it's very round. And it goes. And it just stares at Quacko and it's like dancing like like not dancing but it's, it's moving like an idle pose of a character in a fighting game you know it's just ready to scrap alright there's no way I can there's no way around it let's battle you, you no failed your strength it. check to like a, an 8 year old kid so <laughs> as he sends out his beloved Tim he eyes all of you and he's like, I think I can take on all of you. Oh so this God. is this is an invitation for all of you to roll initiative. Despite the fact that this is a 4v1, Tim and um, his his trainer, Calvin, seem to not be intimidated by you at all. Amazing. Uh, he's not going first, but he's well and prepared. And Schmidt gets to go first because, in fact, he was the one that was originally challenged. Schmidt has like. He's like rubbing his head with like his head in his hands. Mm-hmm. He, he's just like not his wanting to do this hands. at all. <laughs> his kebab hands, yeah. He probably dropped the kebabs by this point. Okay, for sure. <laughs> um, but he's just like, uh, guess we have to battle now. Schmidt doesn't battle much. Um, so it's just like Quacko, use Peck or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Great. Right, roll me a roll me a Peck. I rolled a three, so it's a three plus three. All right. Quacko swoops in, has had enough of this kid's bullshit and uh, goes to peck Tim, this little purple fr- fuzzy bug. And Tim just dodges out of the way like he saw it from the future, like just knew what was happening. Calvin goes, nice job, Tim. And Venonat goes, Bree! and uh, it's now Cindy's turn. All right. Well, like, Solely use Ember. If he so possibly it's... could, he buries his hands, his head further in his hands. Yeah. Shame is a free action. <laughs> that's a bonus action no? yeah. um, Cindy uh, uses Ember oh we got an 8 an 8 that unfortunately does not connect oh, um, Calvin shouts to Tim he's like Timmy Tim dodge it and then Tim's like Bree! and like jumps and just dodges the Ember and it's you're starting to worry like okay this kid's like kind of full of it but like maybe he's onto something like this is a little scary um, Elodie's turn yeah we're gonna use Draining Kiss very cool let's see it yeah, we got a 12. Okay. Is that natural or was that what you added? That's what I added. Okay. Um, yeah, Cabbage the Milsery kind of floats in for a, for a sinister smooch. 
And once again, Calvin is like, Tim, dodge it. And then Tim goes and just barely gets out of the way. Calvin's confidence is skyrocketing. He's like, I always knew I could take on four trainers at once. <laughs> and he says, uh, Tim, use tackle. And he goes to tackle the Pokemon who most recently attacked him, which was Cabbage. Three it's cabbage you know i, I don't think it does <laughs> okay so um calvin makes this command for tim and tim makes his classic battle cry and dives towards cabbage and cabbage just kind of floats out of the way and calvin says oh we'll get him next time tim and tim goes and enjoy and fighting spirit um up mm. next is gimli and trevor all right trevor we're going in with a tackle uh 17 yeah, Can't that believe the homeless man followed me from the beach. <laughs> Do you say that out loud? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not going to make any rules or anything. That's that's up to Ginley to decide. Um, regardless, this tackle hits. So what's the damage? Uh, is a total of two damage. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. What was that? Yeah. So. Oh, and then I was going to harden right afterwards, but I guess you described that. So. Sure. Is, is that a, that's a bonus action, right? Yeah, it's a bonus action. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So. Trevor the Rog and Rolla seems, you know, somehow saw. I don't know how it has eyes, but it can tell that all the other Pokemon missed their attacks. And it, he thinks no more of this nonsense. And he catches Tim, the Venonat, in the middle of its victory dance from dodging all these attacks and deals a nice little blow to it. We're going to cycle background on initiative up to Schmidt and Quacko. Tim and Calvin are like otherwise preoccupied with everyone else, right? More or less. What are you planning? Um, just dip and continue on down the road. Uh, yeah, you can try. Um, you are in like a narrow, like fenced area because this route, for some reason, has random fences on it. You can you can roll. Probably just dexterity. I'm thinking stealth makes sense. Well, that was a 20. OK. And that was a five. OK, who got the 20? Uh, I'll give it to Quacko. OK, I feel like Schmidt getting a five there makes more sense. Yeah, Calvin notices. Uh, but you. it's hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That's what I rolled. I didn't add the modifiers. Oh, okay. If Schmidt, it's less than 10, two. it won't matter. So it's 5 plus 7. 7. Calvin looks over to you. He's like, giving up already? Um. Oh, am I? Okay. He's, I'm he's like, just asking I didn't you. want to fight you in the first place. And then I keep trying to leave. Okay. He said, I told you the rules. We lock eyes. We have to battle. This is like his whole <laughs> life. This is like all he cares about. This is his existence. Yeah. <laughs> So Quacko can leave. He's not going to let you pass. You already tried to push him. You can send Quacko on like a mission and I guess escape initiative if you really want. Yeah, I'll send Quacko on a mission. What are you going to have Quacko do? He's going to keep following the footprints. Okay. He's got to get that leak back. Okay. I will let him escape, but he will provoke one attack of opportunity. It's a 15. Does that break armor class? Yeah, barely. Okay. But yeah. Um. Oh, and a max roll. So that... um. Quacko's going to take seven damage as he tries to fly away from Tim. Cindy and Soli. All right, I'm going to have Soli try to Ember again. Let's get it. We got an 18. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, roll damage Ooh. and double the dice because it's super effective. So we got a four and a one, so five. Five, great. Tim takes a massive Ember, 18 yeah. to hit. In the description, at what point does Ember burn? 19 or 20. Uh, okay, so close. Yeah. Um, Tim the Venonat takes a terrible amount of damage and lets out a sad three 
and Calvin says, Tim, you got this. I believe in you. And then Venonat goes and like looks up in like hope and like kind of like gives it anime eyes over to Calvin and then turns around and faces you all again. Um, Elodie and Cabbage are up next. Can you finish off, Tim? Let's find out. We're going to go for a draining kiss again. A 13. Uh-huh. 13 barely breaks the armor class of Tim the Venonat. <gasps> Um, wonderful why don't you roll damage it is resisted but there's not much hp left so i got a five yeah that is more than enough do you feel like describing how cabbage wants to ko tim the venonet cabbage is definitely just gonna like grab its little fuzzy face mm-hmm. with both of her arms and just give a big old schmooch big old very schmooch. big old schmooch like biggest schmooch you've ever seen Great. Um, gonna suck the consciousness right out of it. Awesome. Terrifying. Wait, wait. I I also uh, will heal my one point of damage from this, right? Yes, you will. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Let's go. go. Um, <laughs> the the life energy that you get back is kind of warm because of the ember that Tim just took. Your your mouth still tingles, cabbage, but you aren't in pain anymore. If that makes sense. Good. Good. Um. Calvin says, oh, I can't believe you beat me. Tim, return. And then he faces you all and he says, that was really close. You, This isn't the last you'll see of me. And like runs away into the grass. I'm and so looking forward to seeing Tim again. <laughs> Tim, Tim in this at some point. I love the youngster storyline. <laughs> Do we just continue on this path? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Quacko's already like a good ways ahead, right? Yeah, Quacko's a ways ahead. Um, if you would like him to try something, if he's looking at just another perception check. Sure, go for it. Just you're a little further down the pain. route, so you're welcome to to try it. You notice that like the northern part of this horizontal route leads to another route, and it seems to be like really hot over there. Um, it seems like there's a jungle, but they're kind of in the middle of a heat wave. And then towards the south again, there's a bay, and there's a big mountain in the middle of this bay. Um, around the dock to where the ferry would pick people up, there seems to be like a hole in the wall that is like a, it's like a dwelling that's been carved into the stone on the cliffside, and it seems rather suspicious. If everyone else is still like with me, sure, I'll communicate that to them. Excellent. And then I guess we'll all just head out. Sure. I guess mm-hmm. we're a party now. Busting <laughs> in to the sketchy abode. Yes, um, the sketchy road. You still have to navigate some yeah. funky fencing. Um, I need... Let's see. Uh, Elodie got the KO, so have Elodie make a perception check. 16. 16, cool. First and foremost, you all notice something a little strange. Way off in the distance. It sounds like it could be miles away, but you all hear for some reason. You hear a very, very faint sound of like a spring. Just repeatedly, just like boing, 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 just like really far away. And it's very <clears throat> ominous, but also delightful in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You aren't quite sure. Um, you also witness on the other side of a fence, there's an old man. He's wearing a suit. He has a hat. He has a cane. He's hanging out with an orange puppy dog. And he uh, he, he gives you a look and he says, uh, why do you all look so concerned? Um, have you seen um, a Pichu? It's a little yellow Pokemon. Um, it has uh, black on its ears. He goes, hmm, and he pulls out a sketch pad and he like furiously sketches on it. And um, he's 
he, he reveals it to you. He says, you mean like this? And give me a second to roll something. <laughs> it's literally like a circle with ears. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like not a good job. I was, dude, I was so waiting for it. I'm like, he probably just did so bad. Exactly like that. <laughs> he says, mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, probably. It just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he says, mm, no, I, ha- I haven't seen uh, anything like that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's right. He, he looks cool. over to, to, to where like you last battled Calvin and Tim. And you can still hear Calvin in the distance say like me like you want. This is not the last you'll see of me. And he says, oh, did, did that kid tell you that thing that if you lock eyes with him, you have to battle? Yeah. OK, yeah, <laughs> that's not true at all. Don't don't. Be <laughs> kid. He, he says that to everyone. I figured <laughs> I'm no real Pokemon trainer, but <laughs> I thought that wasn't a rule. He uh, he just looks at you and he looks at his sketchbook and he's like, oh, I really thought that was a good drawing. I thought I thought that they would know. And he says, <laughs> he, Mitch and Parker are halfway down the road. OK, uh, he's he's an old man, so he's just he's like trying to make small talk. He's like, are you enjoying the festival? Hmm? Well, it was pretty good until uh, our stuff got stolen. Oh, no. Out looking for it. Yeah. Mm, there's a thief among us. Suspicious mm. is what he Mogus. says. <laughs> yes, Amogus. Uh, sorry, uh, an, 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 an Amoongus pops out of the grass and says, Sus. Sus. Uh, it does not actually do that. Okay. Um, this man is, <laughs> he, he's wearing a suit. He's like in really fancy clothes. Um, it seems like he just wanted to get away from the hubbub for a bit. Seems like he was a little overwhelmed. He's just like an old guy with a cane. Uh, and he's accompanied by a little orange dog that's at his side, sitting happily. He's just kind of staring off into the horizon. He's just having a good time. So what brings you out here, gentlemen? So, you're, Walt, uh, th- um, what was that? Our stuff was stolen. They're getting away, and you're just going to strike up a conversation? <laughs> yeah. Um, Walter turns over to Schmidt, and he says, it was just polite to introduce myself to strangers. I, it, you know, we're all here having a great time Our with the festival. Our stuff was stolen we gotta get a move on old man he uh he goes and kind of like shakes his face in, in discontent and he's like fine be, be on with you and he turns around and he he kneels and he pets his dog and his dog kind of like, yep and he's just not even paying attention to you anymore you make your way towards this little hole in the wall it is quite dark it seems to be like almost someone like carved out like a small house or one might describe as like a secret base perhaps into this wall um and there's no lighting so you're just kind of just stumbling around in the dark Sully can see Sully can see true 30 feet in the dark okay which if it's a hideout that might be the whole hideout so Sully doesn't mind at all um Sully notices something and maybe lets out like a little yip um but I'll need the rest of you to make a dexterity check or if you have some other plan I got a 17 of the dexterity check. Okay. Is this for people or for Pokemon? Dex check or both? Uh, it's for people. You can. Okay. I got a 7. I got okay. a 14. 15. All of you succeed except for Gimli. And Gimli gets swept up in a net trap. And he flings towards the ceiling. And then the lights flash on. And you hear like a voice that sounds like it's gone through some sort of effect or like a megaphone or like a DJ booth or something. And it says, who goes there? I start to make fun of Gimli. 
Like, how are you going to fall for a trap in a cave? You're homeless. You should know caves like the back of your hand. Oh, I'm not homeless. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you talking to me all this time about homeless? Yes, homeless man. <laughs> I'm not homeless. Um, I'm just gonna yell back to the voice. Uh, who who are you? The voice yells back, I should be asking, who are you? And then you hear like some what sounds like knives clamping together repeatedly and in your direction. It's like like they're they're getting closer and you hear or no, the lights flashed on. You see a big old crab. There's a there's a big old crab and there's a, a figure, a pretty small one, a little bit bigger than Calvin, who seems to be uh, dressed in very dark clothing and hiding his face. And he has some sort of like device attached to his face that makes his voice a lot more epic. And solely um, use Ember on the ropes of the net trap to release Gimli. Absolutely. We're all going to die. <laughs> Time for fire. <laughs> Uh oh no. Okay, we got a two. A two. Oh it hit the net. <laughs> okay, you don't hit the net, but you do singe Gimli. Gimli roll a D4. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> uh-huh. We got a two. Take two damage. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna take two damage. You notice that like in either this is kind of like a rectangular room, and in either back corner there's just mounds and mounds of stuff. There's all sorts of stuff there. And most notably, at the top of one of the mounds, there is a bound up Pichu who is crying. Um, this oh. this boy and this large crab say, who dares enter Alfie's base without permission? Alfie. Um, are you old enough to have a secret base? He's... And be kidnapping Pokemon? <laughs> he he. He, his face is covered with like masking, but he kind of like shuffles in his feet and he's like, who are you? How old are you? You, you? you can't tell me what to do, mom. And then he like is like, he's oh. he kind of steps back and he's like, no, I, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, uh, leave. <laughs> Get out of here. Do I see like the rest of our stuff or is it just the Pichu? You can try and look. Uh, sure. I'll make a perception check. Yeah. yeah I got to rip open this netting, by the way. Yeah. He, clearly he, the ember wasn't going to work. So I'm going to try to do that. Um, you don't have your pickaxe. There's probably no other implement you can do. What means do you uh, wish to open this net? My oh. hands. Okay, so, so yeah, strength, pick, give me a strength. Give me a strength. Yeah. Oh, no. I was also a dirty 20 on the perception. Dirty 20? Uh, yeah. Later, uh, only got an 11. An 11, yeah. You don't break free of the netting, and uh, Schmidt, you do in fact see Quacko's leak. It is pretty close to the Pichu in this pile of just, like, stuff that you're assuming does not belong to Alfie. Okay. I just casually walk over there and grab it. Okay, uh, you can attempt to. You're going to have to roll a stealth. Yeah. I would attempt to casually walk over there and grab it. I don't think he's trying to be. That was another 19. Um, what is it for stealth? Dexterity, yeah. Oh, yeah, dirty 21. Yeah. You, you definitely do it. Now, give me another dexterity check for removing the leak from the pile. He hasn't noticed you get over there because you're a stealthy lad, but um, this might be kind of noisy. Another dex. Okay, plus two. Uh, nine. Nine. All right. You Quacko manages to secure his leak from the rubbish. Sick. Um, but this grabs Alfie's attention and he says, No, you are not going to take what is rightfully mine. And he asks his crab, his unidentified crab, to use a bubble attack. And does an 18 hit Quacko? 
Yes. All right. Quacko, why are you taking so much damage? Um, Quacko takes four water damage, gets barraged with bubbles, and he says, if you're going to try and take my stuff, you're going to have to fight me first. Doesn't seem like this guy's going to let you go without a fight. You're welcome to roll initiative, or if you want to try and skill your way out of it, you're also welcome to, but you're going to have to come up with some checks for me. Um, Gimli is still suspended on the ceiling. Can I sleight of hand to see if I can grab my berry pouch and maybe the Pichu? Um, you'll have to stealth first to get over there, and now he's very attent, so it might be, it's a high check. But okay. You're, you're welcome to, but, yeah, the, I mean, there's also already some action over there, because he just attacks mm-hmm. Quacko, so it's pretty much impossible, but you can try. Yeah, no, I got a five. Four, okay. four, got a four. Yeah, um, you try to go over there, and then this crab snaps a giant pincer in your face. Doesn't attack you, but it's kind of just like, don't even think about it, kind of thing. Well, uh, I am not very effective against it. So I'll probably roll initiative, but... Okay vibe if uh i think if one of you is it'd be wise if you all did <laughs> for this crab but i have to like don't i have to consume an action or something yes it, it would be an action thing. we can you can try and intuit something that you want trevor to do but it might not happen you could tell that why are we getting bodied by like actual children because we're level I one mean, we're bad we're unexperienced yeah. adventurers we're not even adventurers we're really. like also basically children yeah well i've never battled so um, I mean, has also never battled. All right. Alfie, with his voice changer, says, uh, Drew, go for a bubble. And he goes for a bubble into Soli. No. Um, does a 11 hit Soli? No. Okay. The bubbles fly around Soli. They look like when they pop, they might sting or hurt or something. But uh, Soli manages to dexterously dodge out of the way. It is now Elodie's turn to deal with this crab. First of all, I'm just going to be like, kid, like, where are your parents? Are like he kind of cowers back again and with his voice, he's like, don't ask me about my parents. And then uh, <laughs> his crab claps its pincers at you like like very threateningly. I will attack the, the crab with a with a draining kiss. All right. Roll it. Um, Nine. OK, and nine does not. Break this crab's armor class. Yeah. Goes to smooch this crab, and the crab says nope and pinces at the direction of cabbage, not making contact, but having it keep away. And he says, not the crab, but Alfie says, This is your last chance to leave. Crab said no. Yeah, we're cooties. not we're not we're not going anywhere, pal. All right. Gimli, you're in the um, net. You're welcome to give an order, right. but you're also welcome to free yourself. Or you can well, try to do both, but uh one of them's probably gonna suck. Maybe not though. Right. Well, I was like I was wondering if if I try to like find a weakness to the net using like survival, would that be a possible thing I could do? Um, yes, yes, and you could do that, and then it would depend on what you find. You might get a bonus to your roll, but that will consume your concentration, and uh, Trevor won't be able to act. Okay, even no bonus actions or anything, just full concentration. Uh, we could, as a favor, I could let him try and improvise an attack if if that is your course of action, but it probably okay. won't work. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually just yeah try to find a weakness in this net. Okay, so. yeah, reduce survival. See what happens. Seventeen. Okay, yeah, you find a weakness. Add ten to your next strength roll, which you can do okay. now if you want. Oh, okay. I hit that twenty. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you you free yourself from the net and you like basically do an incredible backflip to land back on your feet, 
um <laughs> kind of startled myself doing that land, yeah. absolutely I'm like how, how did i do that <laughs> yeah right it's just one of those things that like you know you're tipsy and it just kind of works <laughs> um trevor cannot take an action because you startle him via his tremor sense because you made like a small little mm shudder yeah. in the cave and now he's spooked he's like right. is there an enemy behind me he, you know so right. oh so, sorry friend i was trying to land <laughs> so sorry buddy excellent um we have schmidt um schmidt and quacko are currently behind this crawdon and therefore have advantage on their attack if they decide oh to attack. advantage okay you are flanking actually yeah that's flanking okay it was hard for you to get in that position but now you're in a good position Nine plus three does twelve hit. Um, twelve. No, I have advantage. You have advantage. So I'm rolling. Again. Oh, oh, that's a dirty twenty-one. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, what was your natural roll? Eighteen. So oh, eighteen okay. plus three. Okay. I was thinking you have your leak equipped. So if you got a nineteen, you would crit. Um, oh yeah, no. But almost so close. But yeah, roll yeah. your roll your attack. Or sorry, roll uh, your damage. Alfie says, "Drew, dodge it." And uh, it seems like he his face has slipped on his voice changer a little bit. And Drew takes a takes a peck to the face. This this big old crab seems to recoil a little bit. Took a little bit of damage there. Very nicely done. Well, my only move is Ember. Your only move? Well, my only move that does damage. You yeah, always need to do damage, though. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Tail whip's useless. It's fine. What tail whip? Yeah. With oh, is that damage? No, it doesn't. It weaken them for like you know. Target we have must two make physical a attackers. Saving throw. Yeah, for like everyone else that's trying to hit it. That's not a difference between physical and special, right? Uh, they might source off of different stats, but no, it's pretty condensed in this. This home. Oh, so, okay. so Lear can increase the damage they that's take. Just, yeah. Yeah. Status guess, moves in use. this homebrew are generally better than status moves in the games. So keep that in mind. Yeah. I guess we'll tail whip <laughs> all right i have to make a charisma save is that what it is um drew the crab fails its check so what happens uh plus one attack on foe for the duration of the i guess encounter and i believe that applies to everyone yeah so that's pretty so. neat you watch as solely kind of turns around and, and flaps its its uh, six tails at the crab and the crab kind of looks at it and then gets kind of confused and flustered and takes a step back it's like hmm and a successful tail whip. Very nicely done. Can um, Soli also kind of like, as part of my turn, like get out of the way of a possible future hit? <laughs> you can move. You could move to back up. You are currently Just back like, up a little bit, like not so far away that I can't do anything, but like farther away to like not be the center of attention. Sure. Yeah. You were at 10 feet. You can move up to 30 feet away if you'd like. 30 feet is going to put you outside of the, the cave. Um, 20 well, feet far, would like but... put you at the door. Drew, this crab of unidentified species, is going to attempt to go for a vice grip into Quacko, changing the direction that it is facing. Nine hit Quacko. Nope. All right. Um, Drew the crab uh, smacks its its claws in the direction of Quacko, and unfortunately does not connect. Um, Alfie and Drew are both looking quite frustrated at this moment. Alfie said, oh, we'll get him next time, and the crab makes crab sounds. I think we're gonna go for another draining kiss all right everyone who is not quacko has advantage because you are now flanking nice nice 12 and 11 nice we'll go with the 12 yeah you hit roll your damage Woo-hoo. and 
It's super effective. It's super effective. It is. Nice. This is a dark type crab. 13. That's a big hit. Cabbage the Milsery floats over to the crab, gives it a smooch on its cheek because it doesn't see it coming because it's facing Quacko. Um, and seems to drain some life force, a significant amount of life force out of this crab. Uh, the crab, if it had an HP bar, would definitely be in the yellow. I guess I'm just looking to go for a tackle here. Oh, nine. Yeah, yeah. That didn't hit. Nine, unfortunately, will not connect. Trevor charges into the crab and it's carapace on the back. It just Trevor struck it at just the wrong spot. Seems to glance off. Um, is there anything yeah. else you want to do? I, I want to encourage you all to, uh, you know, use uh Maybe in place of an action or just as bonus action, maybe try and interact with your surroundings and I'll let you know what it won't uh, won't work. Um, I do think I want to do like some kind of perception of my surroundings to see if there's some creative way I can use Trevor for something. But I yeah. just want to like get a better ob observation of my surroundings. Sure, absolutely. Go for it. The 21. You you look at the inside of this cave and or I sh should I say the secret base? It's it's kind of adorned in a silly way. There's like a carpet that you all are battling on. It has a picture of a Meryl on it. Um, mm -hmm. You don't know if that's stolen or if, you, if it was legitimately purchased or not. There's a poster uh -huh. of a Seviper on the wall. Um, there seems to be a box on the wall to your left that has a bunch of electronic stuff in it. Like it seems like a breaker box or something. Mm -hmm. um, and there are two lights overhead on the ceiling. There's one directly above you and then there's one further down into the room where all the items are being kept. Uh, there's only one door out as you can see. Yeah. to the best of your knowledge but it does seems like there's some sort of tunnel that's about crawdont sized that's in the back of the room that leads somewhere um are we all fighting on the carpet yeah you're all on the carpet right now okay interesting it's got a really cute meryl on it it's great yeah are there pads on the ground that make you spin in circles um no but there are <laughs> pads on the ground with music notes on them you aren't sure what they do oh but, nice but sick, nice sick sick very I cool. like to play the first five notes in Megalovania. <laughs> <laughs> you have to walk on them first, but uh, yeah, we'll move on to Schmidt and Quacko then. Can I yell at this kid and tell him to back off and go home? Sure. Are you Make yelling or, or is Quacko yelling? Uh, I yell, but I tell Quacko to yell at him as well. Okay. Yeah, you can give me two intimidation checks. I'm going to give Quacko the crit because that will be funny. Mm -hmm. um, and Schmidt rolled an 11 with his plus zero. So great. Schmidt kind of yells at. Do you, do you want to describe how you yell? Do you, what? What do you say? Uh, it can't be too good because you're old eleven. But yeah, yeah. I basically make fun of him, telling him like, "Go back home." Like, mom called for dinner. Okay. Um, he doesn't seem to care about what you said, um, at all. But Quacko just quacks like a vicious, terrible, ominous <laughs> quack. It's like so demoralizing. It's the worst. Um, and uh, Drew, the crawdont, seems to recoil from it. Just unbelievable that such a small little duck could make such a fearsome battle cry, and uh, he'll have to skip his turn. So that's Ooh. that's a pretty dramatic, but yeah, it is in fact, spicy. in fact a crit. So right, Let's go for another tail whip from the back of the room. Sure. Drew, the crawdont, got 12, but Ty's favored the attacker, so you get another bonus to hit. Stacks up to 5, right? Yeah. Yep, so we're plus 2 right now. Yeah. Ooh. And you're still flanking, so it's advantage too. Wild. Woo! Okay. Me? Uh, everyone, or everyone that is oh. in Quacko, because he's facing yeah. Quacko right now. Who's on the other side of him? Uh, I guess I'll look for um my berry pouch. Oh, dirty twenty. Let's go. Yeah, you uh you see your stuff for sure. It's it's in a pretty similar spot to um, where Quacko found the leak. 
And you also notice the whisk and the pickaxe. They're all just kind of the freshest items that have appeared in this pile of loot. Cool. I still kind of stay in the back, but now that I've located it, I'm like, okay, cool. Sure, no yeah, it, it would be dangerous to cross this crap. Uh, Alfie was very intimidated by a duck. Or not Alfie, but Drew. So Alfie's trying to give commands to Drew the Crawdon, and Drew's just shaking his head, nope. Shaking it the best way that the crap can, and is kind of paralyzed in fear, thankfully to Quacko. So back to Elodie. I, I think I'm going to go ahead and do a, a, a good old training kiss. Great. A big oh, oh, not 20. Oh, geez. Okay. Quick training kiss, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you... This, this crab is dead. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Let's just see how much damage you deal. It's super effective and a crit. So you're going to add whatever your maximum roll is. So you're going to add 8 plus 2d8 plus whatever your bonus is. Do you want to describe how you kiss this crab to death? <laughs> yeah, once again, totally just going to grab that little crab, give it a big schmooch. Yeah, I don't know how else. <laughs> I was like, this isn't canon, but how I imagine it is like DBZ style teleporting around the crab, <laughs> rapid fire kisses. Wait, yes, that's perfect. 100%, yes. Okay, excellent. Rapid fire kisses. Perfect. You see 100%. exactly that. There seems to be like an aura that's glowing around Cabbage, like, and you could swear that you hear in the distance someone going, uh, like charging up. That's me. Um, I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah okay. So, yeah, LED is just shouting and, um, like little cracks of lightning coming off. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And this crab faints. Its eyes turn into X's and it sinks into the ground. And Alfie is thoroughly upset. He rips off his mask and you see a kid probably no longer younger than uh, Calvin, probably about the same age, maybe a little bit older. And he says, I can't believe you came here and ran into my secret base and beat up Drew. And I'm so upset. I'm just going to leave. And he just runs out the base and um, he recalls Crawdon into the Pokeball and he just jumps into the bay and starts swimming. Uh, kid, don't. Oh. Uh, okay. I feel like we should be responsible for this child. I hope he drowns. No, don't say that. He does have a crab, so he's probably okay. So, and he kind of feels then. for him as a once small child that was roaming. <laughs> the lands so you all are in this cave there's all this items that don't belong to you and there is a crying pichu that seems to have hope in its eyes i'm gonna go straight for the pichu i think okay yeah and try and disentangle it you you pick up a pichu not sure whether or not this is in fact pablo but it is a pichu it is all bound in ropes can i try and unbind it you can, can I, first can i say pablo and like see if i get a response as you say pablo its ears perk up then it's Cheeks a little spark a little bit. It goes, but its mouth is covered up with rope and you can't really. Oh, no. It's a baby. It's a baby. Yeah, you can make a dex check to try and uh, unrope dex it. Check. Perfect. 17. Great. Yeah, the ropes come off. You can tell that uh, they were they were too tight. They weren't they weren't very cozy. Pablo is so happy to be freed and he jumps into your arms and he's now crying tears of joy. Oh, I'm going to. Uh... Tuck him into my little apron. All of you locate your items. You found the whisk. You found the pickaxe. You found the berry pouch. And you found the leak. And now you got Pablo in an apron. What's your what's your game plan? Does anything else look like freshly stolen, like from other people that might be at the festival um, that we you, could like bring back and give to the hotel lost and found or something? You can give a freshly stolen look-see. <laughs> okay. Well, what check is that? Uh, perception. Oh, uh, dirty 20. 
30, 20. Yeah. <laughs> the um, 19 is plus one. So. You find a blue Pokeball that has a sigil on it that who found this? Cindy? Yeah. Cindy, yeah, Cindy immediately recognizes this as a police Pokemon. Okay. Just stealing Pokemon from the police. What the hell? <laughs> so I, I grabbed that to. It's like an actual degen. What the heck? Just to bring back to bring it to like the hotel lost and found, or try and find the owner. Sure, of course. I would also like to go to the police to report everything that has happened. Sure. Yeah, so we'll bring the Pokemon back to the police. We all okay. leave in the base. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, you head back down the path of Route 121. Uh, Calvin's nowhere to be seen. It seems like Walter, the the gentleman, took off. Um, but you do hear a much, much louder boing, boing off in the grass. No, nah, I'm not too interested. I got that thing I'm looking for as well. You okay. got stuff to do, yeah. Yeah, I think we're kind of out of here. <laughs> I'm a little tipsy and tired. I don't know if you heard. Uh, I just got stuff stolen. There's been this homeless guy following me. You were all walking back into Lily Cove. You're carrying all of these things and you walk up to the shop. You can now see on the top. It is it has some text on the sign of the booth and it says K.A.Y. hyphen Mart. And it seems like the guy who's running the Mart got a little name tag. His name is K. And he looks at you all and he says, Pablo, my boy. And Pablo leaps out of Ellie's apron and jumps into his arms. And uh, Pablo sheds some more tears of joy. He's like, I'm so glad they found you. Please, please let me let me reward you all. So please add to your inventory five premier balls. He's decided to Ooh. reward you with Ooh. some some of the most premier of pokeballs. Um, and and he asks all of you, um, thank you so much. What, what are your names? Is there anything else I can get for you? Well, I'm Gimli. Hello. Yes, my name is Schmidt. <laughs> I would like the reward. Okay. Uh, po- yeah. Roll me a persuasion. I rolled a four. Um, oh, I'm proficient in it. Yep. So plus two, six. There six. we go. Big number. Okay. Yeah. K of the Kmart looks at you and he's like, I, I gave you those premiere balls, but I mean, I, I'd be, if you would like something in particular, please speak up. But uh, yeah, I, I have to still run a business. So I'm not just going to go away all my inventory here. Um, okay. I had a brain fart on not putting two and two together that the premier balls was the reward. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems in character, so that's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, Cindy introduces herself. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Cindy. <laughs> Great to meet you, Cindy. And, and who is this one who had Pablo in the apron? I'm Elodie. Welcome, welcome, all of you. My mm-hmm. my family recently acquired the uh, the rights to licensing for all of the marts in the Hoenn region. So I, I look forward mm-hmm. to, to to myself and my cousins all serving you. The department store is closed, but soon soon they will have me working on the fifth floor when it opens back up after the festival. So I I please hope you come by. I will tell my family of your heroism and be sure that they treat you nicely wherever they may see you. Thank you, thank you so much. It seems like the festival has gotten a lot, lot, lot more crowded. The pervasive boining from Route 121 seems to have snuck up behind you. Um, (laughs) You all turn around and you see a Pokemon. And I need you all to make an intelligence check. Just a raw intelligence roll. Just the humans. Perfect. I am dumb as bricks. Let's go. I don't know anything about nothing. Intelligence. I got a dirty 20. Okay. (laughs) I say that. I got an 18. I got Uh a 12. Okay. Plus, I got a 14. 14. All right. Everyone who isn't Cindy 
this is like the cutest thing you've ever seen. This is like a, a it's a pig on a spring and it's yeah. holding a ball on its head. It is so mm. cute. Like even Schmidt, your your boundaries are a little broken right now. You're like, what is this pig? I can't believe it. Cindy, you feel incredibly hot, like as if like you were in a furnace, like incredibly uncomfortably hot. Um, and you're filled with just an overwhelming sense of dread. The surroundings of the festival dip away, cut to blackness, and you find yourself in a large room without lighting. And there's this massive array of glass tubing lining the walls and the ceiling. There's a strange four-legged figure against the far wall of the room, and it's just collapsed in exhaustion, maybe close to death. It has a massive glowing flame standing in front of it. Um, the flame turns its form towards you, and it has a face, and it gives you a nod. You hear a familiar voice say, Come on, we have to get out of here! As they tug your arm and pull you backwards. Uh, you try to run, but you you just can't move. You're completely paralyzed in fear. Uh, roll a d6. Two. You take two points of psychic damage as this vision slips away and you're just sweating and Soli looks up at you and lets out like a comforting coup as if to oh. say, uh, what's wrong? Um, That's only a little terrifying. As this all happens, as Cindy has a terrible, terrible psychic experience and you are ogling an adorable pig, um, you have your new prizes in hand. You have all of your stolen items returned. Alfie's nowhere to be found. Calvin might show up again at, uh, at some point. But all of a sudden, the sky goes dark. And Cindy is not having this based on this terrible emotional experience she just had that this, this spoink has triggered in her mind. Um, the Pokemon band has stopped playing. And the sounds of people and Pokemon telling about have, have just completely stopped. And this is not a vision. Um, everyone directs their gaze upwards to where the sun used to be, and there is a large aircraft that seems to have blotted out the sun. Um, panels on the sides of this blimp-looking vehicle uh, open, and smoke comes billing out of chambers on the sides, and hordes of bats come flying out in a, in a frenzy. Uh, people in dark clothing, wearing unusual machinery over their eyes, rappel down on lawn ropes, and they have Pokeballs at their belts. There's a there's a voice that booms from the sky that says, remain calm, comply, and no one gets hurt. The professional battlers that were on their stage uh, turned their attention to this invasion and the Pokemon that were battling a Gengar and Altaria positioned themselves in front of all the trainers in the crowd to face the oncoming threat. As the bats descend, they are screeching and being very disorienting and annoying and seems to be just causing panic and a commotion. So what do you want to do? Probably try and hide. Go back okay. to my grandparents. Sure. Yeah. Roll a uh, stealth. Oh, no. Oh, yikes. Uh, stealth is dex. Mm -hmm. I got a five. Okay, you got a five. You're, you're looking fervently for your grandparents, the, the people who raised you. Um, you are in such emotional distress from being granted this vision that caused you actual physical pain. And now there's this terrorist attack happening on the festival. <laughs> you are so, like, you're just panicking. You just can't have it. Um. What's everyone else doing? Shutting down and crying. Out. What? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> freaking out. Um, definitely scooping up Trevor in my hand. Like I, I was know about to say, yeah, like, like Schmidt's in yeah. like defensive mode now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> who has? Like, make sure everyone's okay. Who has the? I think he'll probably make sure because he knows Quacko's hurt, so he probably uh, make sure Quacko's okay first. Cindy has the police pokeball. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, the police pokeball starts to like make a siren out of it. And it opens itself, and standing in front of you is a 
big orange dog, much like the one that Walter had, but um, bigger? not belonging to Walter. It's bigger. bigger. And Whoa. it looks back and like doesn't recognize you, but it kind of gives you a glare like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do something here. And it just stands in front of you and it lets out a howl. And you notice Arf. all around you, there's all these uh, people who seem like police of some sort, and they're running around with their various Pokemon. The two professional battlers on the stage are have turned their battling not from show and now to protecting people. I would like Schmidt to make a history check. Does 23 get you what you need? Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> one of these battlers that was putting on a show five to that role. Is, um, is Morty from the Ecritique Gym. And oh. he was battling with his world-famous Gengar. He's, he's a little bit older from, from his uh, years of prime. He's probably in his late 40s, but he's still a healthy-looking man. Uh, he's adorned with these jewelry or, like, emblems that seem to... They're familiar to you as the history and lore and religion of the Johto region. And he has his Gengar throwing blobs of sludge and spooky magic at uh, these Zubats and these people that are rappelling down. Uh, you notice, as all of this chaos is happening, one of the people who is repelling down, who has a visor over their eyes, has a long pink ponytail coming out from the back of their cap, and mm -hmm. they throw out a ball from a gloved hand. And this ball opens up. It's a Pokeball, as you recognize it, but the laser, the deanimizing laser that's a part of it, is not red. It is a dark, murky black, and it shoots towards Morty's Gengar and captures it. Uh oh. Oh no. Uh oh. Uh hmm. Let me get Elodie to make a perception check. Right. I can do that. I got a six. A six? Okay. Yeah. You don't you don't notice much, but there you know you're still in front of Kay's booth and Kay is cowering Pablo. He's like, no, not again, not again. Team Magma and Team Aqua, they they disappeared decades ago. Who who is this? Who would do this to our festival? Uh, you all notice. As the police are reuniting with their Arcanines, uh, one of them runs up to Cindy and says, oh, wow, thanks. Thanks for finding my partner. And just takes the ball from your hands. And she seems very... As she's having like an emotional breakdown. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Cindy's just like sobbing. But but this this officer seems very calm and, you know, takes the Pokeball and says, thank you very like, much. I, I give it to her as best I can. But yeah. again, still having an emotional breakdown. Roll me a dexterity check. Nine. Okay, yeah, it, it fumbles out of your hands as she has to just catch it. And she, she gives you a wink. She, she, she says, everything's going to be okay, all right? So there seems to be this, this battle going on, and people are screaming and running around in panic. You notice these black beams, these black deanimizing lasers picking up other Pokemon from the crowd. Uh, let me get a check from Gimli, just a perception check. Nat 20. Great. Ooh. <laughs> as a Sinoan, you see... A Pokemon that is familiar to you, two of them actually. You notice a kid holding a Drifloon. Mm -hmm. The Drifloon gets sucked away. And you notice a, a trainer who is trying to fight off along Morty's side, who has a Miss Magus, and the Miss Magus mm -hmm. also is captured. A few mo moments pass. I mean, it's literally just one minute, but it feels like a lifetime. The, the people who have repelled out from the blimp start climbing back up, or they don't climb back up the ropes, but the ropes fall in. And uh, the, the blimp attempts to, to take off. Uh, one of the trainers who is battling has an Altaria who goes for an attack on the blimp. Does not seem to be able to pierce the armor on this thing. Uh, the blimp moves out of the way of the sun and surprisingly fast seems to dart out of the sky. A bunch of police get on the battling stage. One of them has a megaphone 
and we'll ask everyone to please remain calm. Everything will be okay. We are still trying to identify who caused this terrorist attack. Until further notice, all ocean and air travel by harbor or Pokemon in the Hoenn region Mm. is now prohibited until we can figure this out. Thank you for your understanding. And that's where we'll call our session tonight. (laughs) 